0: Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Finnovate podcast. This is actually a really exciting one for us today. This is our 100th podcast episode, if you can believe it. 99 FinTech experts have come and gone, had a chance to converse with me and share some of their key findings, key learnings, best practices to take away. And now to help us celebrate a full century of podcast episodes, we've got a very special guest today. I'm gonna be interviewing the host of the Finnovate podcast, Greg Palmer. Greg, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Greg. Happy to be here. All right, Greg, so you know how this works. We like to give our guests a little bit of time at the beginning of the episode to just talk about their background a little bit. So can you take 60 seconds or so and just tell everybody a little bit about where you're coming from? Yeah, happy to. So I joined Finnovate in 2009. Uh, I previously worked at Washington Mutual, a bank in the Pacific Northwest that is now defunct. Uh, I joined Finnovate, as I said, in 09, started uh, at the very early stages of the company, really watched both Finnovate and the fintech space grow dramatically over the next couple of years, started getting up on stage and actually hosting the events in 2013, which was obviously really exciting for me. I love being up there in front of the audience. I love being a part of the show. I think Finnovate is still the greatest FinTech show that's out there in terms of actually just coming and seeing a lot of that technology. So you know, in that role, I've had an opportunity to connect with a lot of innovators, to see a lot of different types of technology as it comes across our stage, and obviously watch some of the really high level trends that have come and gone throughout the FinTech ecosystem. We started the Finnovate podcast in 2019. Um, as you know, we're up to our 100th episode, which feels really great. And uh, you know, a lot has happened since 2019. We've had a lot of really good content to talk about and I've been very fortunate to be able to connect with so many influential, intelligent people in the FinTech ecosystem. And what I'd really like to talk about today is what I've learned from that community. Well, that sounds great, Greg. I think that's going to be really interesting. So, you know, prior to actually pushing record here, we were talking a little bit about how we wanted to structure this. And I think you said that you had basically three golden rules of fintech that you had developed over talking to so many of these influential guests that you were speaking of a moment ago. Can you walk us through those a little bit? Yeah, happy to do it. Um, I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's always difficult to try and distill so many diverse viewpoints down into some really high level takeaways, but over the course of my conversations with everybody in the FinTech ecosystem, there've been a couple of things which have kept coming back up and I really started keeping track of them and I'm happy to share them with the broader community right now. So you know, the first golden rule of FinTech based on all of my conversations, you know, the 99 conversations that we've had prior to this one, the first golden rule of FinTech is The customer has to be at the center of your thinking. I think Yoke Pleiter of Backbase uh, put it really succinctly when he said that the customer experience has to be the North star. The customer is the North star of how they view things. And and this is really something that's echoed by a lot of people who are influential who are successful innovators. And I, I like to kind of take this beyond obviously just user experience. It's not just about creating something that looks pretty although that's certainly a part of it. But I think really what it comes down to is understanding your customers. You're really thinking about how they operate, how they tick and this is one where if you heard the episode with uh lucia from dreams just a little bit ago you're really looking at how their customers make the financial decisions that they make understanding them understanding why they do what they do this is something which is really difficult and the companies that do that well who really understand their customers are able to uh, use that information to a massive advantage and you see this playing out in in any number of ways over the course of all these different types of financial technology, whether it's a customer facing application, whether it's something more backend aimed at bankers themselves, understanding your customer is really vital. And another crucial element of this is looking at the painful moments that your customers have to endure. Thinking about things like the mortgage process, which we look at in an episode a little bit ago, and why is that so painful? And really understanding where people get frustrated in the fintech space, what problems they have is a really crucial piece of it as well. And if you're able to understand your customers, understand how they operate, understand where they're experiencing pain, and try and do something about that, This is really one of those crucial elements of success. And then, of course, yeah, you do need to make it look pretty. It does need to be well designed, something that's intuitive to use. Of course, that's a really crucial piece. But, you know, this first golden rule, the customer has to be at the center of your thinking in everything that you do. So many of the innovators who have won best of show at Finnovate events mention this as one of their guiding lights. And it's absolutely worth highlighting here. Wow, Greg. Okay. That's a great one. So you said there's two more now, two more golden rules coming in fintech. So let's go ahead and jump to the second one. Sure thing. Happy to do it. So second golden rule of fintech is really a pretty simple one. Nothing is sacred. No process is above improvement. And this is, I think, one of those things which is really difficult for those of us who operate inside financial technology because we see these limitations, we understand that there's a long history of the way people have engaged with their money. And this historical precedent still carries a ton of weight in terms of how people think about their processes and and even how people conceptualize the role of a bank in the financial ecosystem. But what we're seeing right now is we're in a period where there's immense potential for creativity. There's obviously a lot of social upheaval. We've all undergone this sort of massive disturbance, this huge shift in our psyches over the course of the past, uh, call it 18 months or so. And we're starting to pull at some of these threads, some of these pieces, which we think, you know, it's always been done this way. but. Can I do it better? Can I get you a digital bank that's better than a brick and mortar bank? Can I find a way for you to invest your money that's never been done before? Can I find a new type of money? You know, If you look at Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, this is really a wild idea, an out-of-the-box idea. Somebody's saying, I'm going to start my own currency. And you have to admire that. Obviously, there's been a lot of people who've kind of followed along and to varying degrees of success. But that's what it takes, I think, to really be Successful is a willingness to look at something at that macro of a level and say the way that we've been doing things is not the only way we can do things. And if you look at some of our guests who talk about what the future looks like, you can look at episodes including Nancy Giordano, um, Jim Marus, who had a really fun conversation with me about what the future of work in banking actually looks like, the way that we conceptualize coming to work. This is a massive shift. And I think the companies and people who do well in the financial technology space understand this, are willing to question everything, are willing to look at each step of the process and think, can I do it differently? Can I do it better? And you have to have that willingness to really engage in order to be successful in this space. Now there's obviously room in FinTech for you know, small scale improvements, people who can optimize a process. Of course there is, I don't wanna discount that. But the golden rule, I still think nothing is sacred. No process is above improvement. There's always something to be gained from at the very least questioning why we're doing something in a certain way. And, and this is again, a theme that has been very common throughout a huge number of my guests. Okay, so we've got customer has to be at the center of your thinking. Nothing is sacred as, as the second rule. And now you said there's a third fintech golden rule. Can you share us what? Can you share with us what that one is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're right. You know, the first two focus on the customer, question everything, and then the third rule I think really comes down to the moral imperative that faces the fintech industry. FinTech is in a very unique position to solve big picture problems with our society. And I think if you aren't thinking of FinTech in those terms, in those terms of what can we do to change the world, to make the world a better place, you're not thinking big enough. And when I'm talking about you know, the moral imperative, this is obviously at a really low level financial inclusion, right? bringing more people into the financial ecosystem. There are still hideous numbers of people who are excluded from basic banking services, and that's a really big problem, but it certainly doesn't stop there. There's a lot more to do, and if you look at how fintech can help solve problems like Uh, human trafficking, money laundering, racial profiling, helping to raise people out of poverty. There are some amazing things that really can only be done by advancements in technology around the way that we move our money. So many criminal enterprises come down to at some point, obviously, stealing money, moving money, and we now have the technology to be able to cut a lot of those criminals off we have the technology to do it and i i think i wholeheartedly think that we have a moral imperative to use the tools at our disposal in the fintech industry to make some of these wholesale changes and if you start to think about what the future can look like for people around the world if fintech innovators and leaders really follow this moral imperative there's so much cause for optimism that I think it's really exciting to have that in the space. You know, you look at what we can do to use blockchain to help farmers who are subsistence farmers, you know, growing money you're growing cash to sell straight away, no bank accounts, no ability to get a loan, but you look at what, you know, take a, an episode that we just did a little bit ago with David Davis of AgUnity, looking at that story that he's able to lay out for the vision, what he can actually see there. Um, so, So amazing to think about what the future can look like For those people who are in the poorest third globally um, and how big of a difference some of these tech tools can make. And then, of course, you look at solving financial crimes, money laundering, international finance and things like this. Again, we have the tools now to really look at data in a unique way, to look at how we engage with our customers from a big bank standpoint. Banks are really in a very unique position to be able to clamp down on a lot of these major problems. And human trafficking was, I think, a really interesting one. You know, I never in a million years thought that that was going to be something that was going to be, you know, a topic for for fintech to address. But absolutely it is. And and again, the episode here on Jonathan Bell of Red Compass Labs. This is another really interesting one to, to check out if anybody's interested in learning more about this. All this to say that FinTech finds itself in a unique crossroads of so many different industries, and it really is up to us to use the power, to use the tools that we have in this space to make the world a better place. So, um, you know, those those are my three golden rules. You know, there's a lot of silver rules, there's a lot of bronze rules out there too. But in my conversations with people, those are the three really big pieces that keep coming up. And I'm a big fan of repetition. Anybody who's ever taken a demo coaching class from me will attest to this. So I'll say them again. Golden rule number one: customer has to be at the center of your thinking. Number two, nothing is sacred. Question everything, every single part of the process. There's always ability to improve things. And number three, there's a moral imperative facing financial technology, which doesn't necessarily face other technological industries. And I think it's vital for not just the success of FinTech, but for the long-term future of our own planet that we take that moral imperative very seriously. Wow, Greg, I can tell you thought quite a bit about that. Um, So, you know, okay, we have a little bit of time left. We have these three golden rules. Are there any other pieces that you want to share in thinking about the hundredth episode that you're recording here? Any other kind of big picture things that you wanted to, to mention or people that you wanted to thank? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I certainly couldn't have done this in a bubble. And I think the first group of people that I'll thank is simply the, the group of people who are willing to answer my calls, return my emails, get on the line with me and actually share their thoughts because without them, obviously the entire podcast fails. And so I really appreciate the time that everybody spent to, uh, to do that. I think you know, my favorite episode, of course, I'm heavily biased here, but I really enjoyed the episode that I recorded with my son, Graham, around his first banking experience. I think it's so rare that you get to see somebody's first experience. You know, We talk about the value of fresh eyes, somebody coming in from outside the bubble, questioning why is the process like this? And certainly there was a lot of that in those episodes, getting to see everything through his eyes I thought was really unique. And uh, I would, again, encourage anybody to go back and and check out those episodes. Graham Palmer. I think we did two of them. It was a two-parter there, uh, which is a lot of fun. And then I also really want to take a moment and thank Jim Breeny. Not just because I'm sure he's one of the very few people who's listened to every episode, but because he really has been very influential in helping to get this podcast off the ground. I frequently uh, would get encouragement from him. You know, This is something that he still, uh, I know he listens to it. I know he'll be listening to this episode. So, Jim, thank you for that. And, and thank you for the encouragement that you've given to me in this endeavor, because it really has uh, meant a lot and, and helped sustain the momentum of this podcast and helped us get to 100, uh, 100 episodes. Um, and finally, I'd like to thank the Breaking Banks team, uh, Brett King, J.P. Nichols, Jason Hendricks, of course, many others who are involved there. But uh, that group has been very supportive of me and very supportive of this podcast. And so I really appreciate all of the work that they have put into place for, on our behalf. Well, thanks, Greg. It uh, looks like we're coming up on uh, the end of our time here. Any closing thoughts before we, we call it an episode? Well, I think the first thing I'll say is, you know, you you really are a lot more attractive than you look in that profile picture that you have. So um, I, I'm sitting across from you right now looking at you and think, wow, that, that picture doesn't really do you justice. And, and I think so <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. I couldn't resist putting that one out there. The the other piece that I want to say in closing is just I want to encourage everybody to keep pushing the industry forward you know we're going to do with any luck at all another 100 episodes we'll have a lot of more conversations with people who are certainly much more intelligent than i am sharing their thoughts i'll do my best to summarize them at various points as we go but i think if you look at where fintech is right now it's very exciting i really feel like we're on the cusp of something this is going to be the start of a major shift in the way people engage with their money. We're seeing this shift happening now. We're already seeing some of these huge changes coming through, and I'm very excited to see how it continues to shake out. I'm looking forward to chatting with all of the guests that I haven't met yet. And of course, we've got another great Finnovate event coming up here. We'll get a whole new slate of best of show winners, new innovations on stage, and it's so fun to keep this episode or this podcast series going and we'll never run out of content because there's so many things happening that are exciting in the fintech ecosystem. So um, I'd like to end on that really optimistic note, talking about you know, where we're going from here. There's a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot to be excited about in terms of what's coming next. And I certainly hope that we continue down the path that we're already on. Thanks, Greg. Been really great to have you on here. Congratulations again on making it to 100 episodes. Really appreciate the time you took to chat with me today. My pleasure, Greg. Happy to do it. I'm sure we will again soon.